0: Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast where we talk to businesses large and small, experts in subjects across the spectrum of business, entrepreneurialism, tech, innovation, investment and finance. I'm Jake Shaw, your host. If you'd like to learn more about Amaze, please go to www.amaze.com. Hello and I'm joined today by Tom Ball of Desk Lodge. Hello Tom, how are you?
1: Uh, hi Jake, very good to be here
0: you're there, I'm here. So this represents the subject on which we are going to discuss, which is remote working. Tom, could you tell me a little bit about what Desk Lodge is and what
1: it does? So Desk Lodge is a small network of co-working spaces in Bristol and Basingstoke. It's about trying to create an environment that supports different people working in different ways.
0: We've lived through or we're just about to go into another Covid lockdown. How has the lockdown affected remote working and office space in general in your view?
1: COVID's like 10 years worth of change in one year. It hasn't reinvented the wheel so much as the trends that are already happening have just been accelerated. The idea of daily commuting to go to the same office every day to send emails is crazy.
0: A lot of people have talked about this concept of remote working, and I just want to take it from somebody whose business is in providing facilities for remote working. Please define what remote working actually means.
1: I dislike the term remote working. I prefer flexible working just because remote is almost telling you what the answer is, where flexible gives you permission. True flexible working means that you'd be free to work anywhere.
0: How does an individual successfully flexible work, remote work? I know you dislike the phrase
1: It's really important to have other people around you and it's really important to have different zones available to you so that you can go into a quiet space, you can go and make phone calls somewhere that's private. Popping to coffee shops works well for me for about an hour just to break up a day. So if I'm writing a document, I'll be somewhere different to if I'm then reviewing the same document.
0: That's very, very interesting because my next question is what is the future for co-working spaces and office spaces post-COVID in your view?
1: This decision is probably one of the most important culturally. Demand for commercial property for office space will go down overall. 96% of office space is traditional five-year, ten-year leases. And a lot of people are wondering why they've got a big office. I've met somebody who lived in Denmark, but then had business in London and in Scotland. So we don't need to do five days a week, nine to a five. There's lots and lots of different rhythms.
0: I really like what you're saying about the rhythms and the cultures. I worked as a sales guy, so I used to use my laptop. But... There's another aspect that we have to think about because a lot of companies, because of lockdown, have gone straight into the remote working, sending everybody home if they can. But there's a security issue, isn't there? Because people are now logging in on personal computers through consumer Wi-Fi, which can be hacked and things like that.
1: That problem needs dealing with. I won't pretend to be a security expert. I don't think it's a problem that you can avoid. When I see people do things really securely, you realize that actually the least secure, because they've made it so secure that everyone's had to write down their passwords, or they're carrying things around on a USB stick to get around the firewalls.
0: You're going to go and talk to me about VR.
1: So if we decide we're having a board meeting every month, then the idea of us all travelling to be in the same place every month Seems crazy, but I don't think VR every month would work either. So you might do VR two out of three. Once a quarter you come together, but once a year you do a proper overnight off-site. And again, it makes sense to me that rather than dragging people into, say, London for a monthly meeting, you can get away with it, but you need to try and balance those two things.
0: You raised a point earlier about culture. Could a company support somebody who finds the whole remote working a bit difficult
1: the best companies we're seeing are doing a range of different things and it's a mix of video and voice so some people find voice almost easier than video just finding different ways to connect people and I think mental health Just making sure that mental health is a topic that is on the table we're just very clear about the fact these are tough times people are having very different experiences if you have young kids versus no kids if you're furloughed versus not furloughed the different experiences that people are having during lockdown are incredibly varied there was a there's a value in it, not not it's much in the commute but having a transition between being at home and being at work and if you're not careful I've often end up in this gray zone where from seven in the morning to 11 at night I'm never quite at work but I'm never quite at home I taught somebody who they walk for half an hour every morning and every evening so they literally leave the flat Go, go for a 30-minute walk, but they're having that transition and they make phone calls, they listen to audiobooks, it's working really well for them and their mental health and they're finding, it, they're finding it a lot more robust to do that rather than literally be locked in a room the whole time.
0: I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea. I mean, I'm in rural Somerset, so my virtual commute is taking the dog for a walk in the morning through the woods. Having that transition from one state to another is really powerful. I love your idea about uh, people accessing workspaces like yours can then hot desk in the rest of the week. Yeah, it's an interesting one. The transition piece is very important
1: i think there's, there's this other risk as well it's a lot of to over there's a lot of decision makers who are have got lovely houses lovely gardens a beautiful home office above the garage they've been overstimulated and like pestered by by everybody for years so going actually this working from home thing is lovely and i'm really enjoying it and i think they've got to be quite respectful about the fact that the different staff are having different experiences if you're if you're locked in a small flat with young kids it can be very hard to escape if you're if there's four of you in a, in a in a flat share and you're literally sat on your bed for days at a time it's a very different experience so it's trying to and I, again I've got into office space because I don't believe in office space so I, I don't I don't think you should go to the office every day but I also don't think that working at home all the time works for everybody and I, I think it, it's too easy to assume that everyone has the same experiences and the same uh, opinions and needs that you do. Thinking about that
0: there are some jobs that can't be remoted People need to go to work. They need to be at a location. Right now, there's a team of builders sealing a floor for me. They can't exactly work remotely to do that job. So you touched upon it before, you know, the people's different experiences and respecting that. So how do you deal with that where you've got some people who are remote, some people who are not? How do you square that?
1: If you're a daily commuter, then you not daily commuting is great for you, but it's also brilliant for everybody else because the people, when you do have to go on the train, if there's half many people on the train, every, everybody's happier, a pro-social thing. Uh, yeah, the the part-time office thing is the idea of having an office that is one or two days a week, so everybody can actually be in the same room and have that time. And even if they're not all there, most of them are there. But then the other days, then they're not in the office. And I think there's a, there's a benefit to that. It's more democratic in a way. The people that are nearby that are coming in haven't got their own special corner and VIP and kind of in, in the office, but they're actually in a co-working space shared with other people. And then we're encouraging people that if you've got staff who live far away. Get them memberships for co-working spaces where they can be near their home when they need to. So you can be you can be fair and you can give people different options without having to shoehorn them into the same thing, and with minimising the the respect differences. You see it with the presenteeism that some people are are seen to be respected because they're in lots, some people seem to be less respected because they're not.
0: And Finally, what do you think are the top tips that you could give? I mean, you can say come and book with Desk Lodge if you wish. What do you think are the top couple of tips for people to successfully transition into the future with a bit of remote working, a bit of present working in an office?
1: Number one, if you're working at home, get a decent office chair. I've seen so many people that work on the sofa, work on a dining chair, etc. Your back is worth more than that. Get yourself a decent chair. Close behind that, for me, is a second screen. On a gas lift, you can adjust the angle, adjust it. So just respect the ergonomics. And I feel I feel very grown up by, by thinking about that. But you shouldn't be spending eight, ten hours a day and not giving yourself a decent place to do it. Try a co-working space. If you haven't got a co-working space near you, a coffee shop. But just try it. And I, I don't think these things are binary. I think it's about rhythms. And I think there's two different rhythms. There's what rhythm works for you as an individual, what rhythm works for you as a team, possibly a third one of what works for you as a company because you've got to have all those different levels of connection. And I think uh, mental health will be the big one. Think about your own. And actually, if you're thinking about other people's, that helps you think about your own. So checking in with other people and worrying about them will help you check in with yourself. Having done this for 20 years, just trying to not be in the same place all the time.
0: That's excellent advice. Tom Ball of Desk Lodge. Where do people find you, Tom? It's desklodge.com.
1: Desklodge.com. Come and have a couple of free days. We are um, obsessing about how to make space more enjoyable, more productive. If you have no intention of ever coming and being a member but want to just come and nick ideas, you'd be equally welcome. We're very happy.
0: Tom Ball of desklodge.com. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, please go to www.amaze.com and don't forget to like and share this podcast.